delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangsta Rap. Let's go. Gangsta Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangsta Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bud was getting beaten to the punch a lot, I heard, yeah, last yeah. night. Yeah, but I mean... I but mean, that's the thing with... Porter's Ford Porter's that guy who who's just throws you off your game plan anytime. Yeah, yeah. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Anyway, if you're just joining us, I'm here in my backyard. R.A. the Rugged Man is here, and we're talking about the fight last night, which neither one of us saw, but we're still speculating on it. Um, we have uh, hilarious comedian Eric Schwartz here tonight who I bumped into at the airport today. I was like, Eric, you want to come by and do a podcast? He was like, sure. <laughs> yeah. But I got to leave because I got a show. I said, that's cool. Yeah. Dip when you got to dip. <laughs> and then in between R.A. and Eric is uh, once retired, now um, back in the in the game, um, adult, legendary adult star, Jelena Jensen's here. And, and on my right is a guy who has an idea for a company. Um, Dick Dash, yeah, um, and the logos. We got the meats, I believe. We got the meats, yeah. yeah, and we, uh, we got and legendary hip hop um, <laughs> producer, DJ, musician, uh, songwriter. Yeah, you, you all right? You roll and, uh, yeah, you know and that would be uh, the original DMX, Davy DMX, who is just Davy D now because he's supposed to give everybody the D. <laughs> <laughs> When you when you produce the show, are you going to add sound effects, claps, and all no. that? Fake, or it's just like booze. We should have cla- we we should have given flowers yeah, earlier. Yeah, it was going to be like Jelena Jensen, you know, David. And by the way, I, 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 by the way, I also undersold R.A. the Rugged Man at the beginning. I feel bad about that. But it's okay. You got David here, Richard uh, Warburton. Um, well, that's what Wikipedia says my name is, but it's not even a real name. I know. I know. It's a middle name. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Fucking with you, and uh, <laughs> but if you don't know who Ari the Rugged Man is, you're not a hip hop fan. And if you do know Ari the Rugged Man is, you know that his album that came out in 2018 was probably the best album of 2018. The shit was fucking dope. Thank you. Thank it restored my faith in hip hop. And I don't say these things lightly, do I? Who? Uh, that shit was fucking dope. Yeah. I love that album. Well, it wasn't just me. It, it was, uh, you know, I had some of the greatest DJs in the world come on board. I had a great engineer, Chris Conway, one of the greatest in the world. I had great musicians from all, like, like 
I rap really good on it, but like I had no, a you lot rapped of, really dope on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, but, but, uh, <laughs> it was a contribution to like you know we right. had a lot of I had some of the greatest MCs on the planet with sure me right back, yeah. back, you know. So, so yeah. The next one I'm not gonna work so hard. Like no, no. Next one's gonna be trash. But the last <laughs> yeah. one was really good. Um, you can rest now. You know, you can rest a little bit. You know, you can follow Jelena's career and just take a break for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Come back when you're she's ready. Back, she's back. I didn't realize. So she she showed up because she's friends with Ra, and he's like, "Oh, I'm Jelena," and I'm like, "Oh, hey, nice to meet you." And I'm introducing her to my family. And I realize I've Jack. I've watched her movies before. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, most maybe rap, many most, times. Most rappers yeah. bring ugly rappers with them. I bring uh, adult stars. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, I brought Eric Schwartz and yeah. Baby D. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> we got my man Jerry sitting in the house here. Yeah. Now I know why I'm here. Okay, well, I, I got I met it. You yeah. I have a big giant monster penis chase around the bathroom, and it went <laughs> in between the titties, and it had a mutant mutated vein on it, and that's how I met her. Oh wait, a real movie though, not not an adult movie. No, it wasn't yeah. adult. It was called Bad Biology. Yeah, it was directed by the legendary Frank Henenlotter. And uh, I produced it, and I, it I was mean, like a B movie type of thing. Yeah, and, but and, a purpose on purpose. Yeah, it was like a Russ yeah. Meyer meets, you know, uh, John Waters said it's like Russ Meyer meets uh, Vincent Price to Tinder, you know. That's so, hilarious. But uh, John Waters saw the movie. Yeah, yeah, we, he was at the screening with us, and you know what John Waters said? He was like. What? Oh, I can't believe how dirty it was. I'm like, you're fucking John Waters. <laughs> yeah. You made like your worst shit of all time. Yeah. Divine eating shit, you know, dog shit. But Frank's specific request when I was casting, he said, look, I don't want one of these fucking fake, the new school fake tits where you could park a car in between the tit and it's all over the place. Like, we need natural real titties for the scene. So so uh, somebody said, do you know Jelena Jensen? I said, I don't know her personally. Those and are real? Yeah. Of course. Okay. All you got to do is look at him, man. I, well, I, I'm usually not allowed to. All I got to like, do is stop looking at him in all fairness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her tits, you know. So. <laughs> her movies, not so much. Well, yeah. But the tits. But we've been friends now for 15 years. Yeah, is that know, when you did the movie? 15 years ago. We, we filmed it 06, but it came out 08, 09 or something. Yeah, that's the usual fucking way. Davey's got a documentary about him that he's working on for how long for now? Sure. Uh, about uh, two years. Yeah. Who's directing it? Uh, uh, Talking to the mic Full, if you can, Dave. Full yeah. Sales is directing it. Who, who, what's his name? Full Sales University. Oh, okay, okay. okay yeah, yeah, the professor's over there is doing it. Yeah, yeah. Dave's a man of very few words. Um, yeah. When he's, he's got a soundtrack over there. Uh, for, tell us about the uh, soundtrack that you're doing over there. What, are you uh, doing well, a soundtrack? That we just produced a song for the school, you know, just uh, for the students there. You know, just kind of yeah. a demonstration of how you put things together, you know. You know, Dave, for a guy who's been in this business as long as you have, you're a horrible fucking interviewer. Give him an instrument. Listen, no, listen, I, I try. I try to yeah. not do That's, shit. Like, it's funny because you're not Dave. acting like the guy I know. Yeah, no. Just, you're acting like a guy who's doing an interview. I'm like, hey, saying an no, interview? No, no, no. We're just talking. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what this is. This is us hanging out. I just woke up, man. This I know. Like, I, I mean, it's true. I did wake his ass yeah, up. My, yeah, my, uh, my hard drive is just it's true. Really he's just loading up. He's, like, yeah, Davey, he's on dial-up. No, so I'm give like, him a minute. I'm buffering right now. Davey yeah. was making beats like the Beastie Boys had and Run DMC you had. You made Beastie Boys songs? Before all no, of I, them. I could have been their DJ as well. No, well, but you like, look well, like Hurricane. Yeah, you did. Bit. Yeah, Hurricane. Nah, that he was part of Armored Crush. Like he, Davey's part of so many legendary records, man. So, yeah. What was the first big record you did? Uh, Probably Suck MCs. You know, wow. You know, um, wow. Action. I, suck MC. I mean, 
Action, yeah. Which action? Orange Crush. Orange Crush action. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 that action. But didn't you do Curtis Blow, too? Yeah, I was Curtis Blow's DJ for, you know, the beginning of his career. And then um, <laughs> I went on to produce, like, If I Rule the World. And, uh, you know, you, what, wait, like you that. produced If I Rule the World? Yeah, See, I didn't even bass, know that. Bass oh, you guitar. played the bass one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was your relationship with Larry Smith? Uh, Orange Crush. He was the bass player. I was yeah. a guitar player. Wow. I you were bass the bass player for Orange Crush? Guitar player for Unstruck Crush, yeah. Wow. See, These guys are legendary. Like, I know, it's, but it's yeah. ill like the shit they did. You're like, and people don't know. They're like, who's Davey D? Yeah. Well, he was Run DMC's first fucking DJ, too. It's the thing that pisses Matter me fact, off about people who don't song. do the history, yeah, He's man. still in the song. He's, he's in Suck MCs. Yeah. listen to Suck MCs. Yeah, Dave cut the record down to the ball. Sure. That's the Dave, and that's his bone. It's a legendary bone. Dick Dash. Yeah. And Eric did you know, Schwartz. Did you know a rapper named uh, uh, Sweetie <laughs> yeah. from Queens named Sweetie G? I'm just in the mind. like, watch these guys. on the scene in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He says, what's up? I told him I was going to be a Sweetie G. Is Glenn Toby? Glenn Toby, yeah. He owns no. the Book Bank Foundation. Shout out to the Book Bank He used Foundation. to be Glenn Kunta, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got you. Is he here? <laughs> no, he's not here, but he, he ended up making a lot of money, you know, uh, working finances for athletes and stuff. And then he goes and feeds homeless people and homeless shelters and clothes. And he's just a great man. Yeah. And he's from, he's yeah. from the same area you was from. Yeah. Or, or, well, I don't know, same area, but Queens. Queens. You're from Hollis, right? I think yeah. he was from Hollis. No, too. well, uh, Cunningham. He's from Cunningham. Oh, he's from Cunningham. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're from Hollis, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually from Queens Village. Wow. It's so right across Francis Lewis, you know. I don't need you to get all fancy. So <laughs> Say that again? I'm so glad Ooze here without a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said, How'd you end Every up time in you Hollis? talk, Courtney's like, the fuck's not get a microphone? <laughs> I'm fucked up, <laughs> though. I'm on this side. <laughs> you know what? I'm a rap guy. So he was about to introduce the comedian. I was like, Davey, oh, but Davey, but Davey. No, you know what? I'm a, I'm such a fan. Like, I'm, I, when he invited me, I'm like, Yeah, I'd like to come watch that. And he's like, No, you'd be on it. Uh, I mean, I I can't. I mean, like you're making a documentary about your your legendary life and career and groundbreaking. I mean, I'm making Instagram reels. So I mean, yeah, but you know, somehow you're 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 making more money. Listen, um, <laughs> <laughs> that monetization. What's your Speaking funniest tour story? Big shout out Russell Simmons. Tor- oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny I got one. I got one. Laugh, man. I got one. That, you know, <laughs> you know what it was? A, a, a tour story. Like everyone always asks your your bomb, like a a bomb story. I didn't bomb, but there was uh, a comedian before me bombed so bad because there was. Who? A, um, I don't remember. <laughs> Is it the New York Comedy Club when it was a piece of shit? That was all the time. Okay. <laughs> I started playing the New York Comedy Club in 90, and it was a piece of shit then. It was like, but they prided themselves on this place being a piece of shit. That's yeah. it. There was a, a couple on their honeymoon. They were from Rhode Island, which I'm told is not a classy place. Yeah. So they're uh, this really overweight, really drunk, just disgusting. Like, this guy is so drunk, he can't, like, he's heckling this woman. And all of a sudden, he, he had so much to drink, he starts throwing up. That's awesome. In right, yeah. the showroom. Like on anybody? Yeah, like on himself. Oh, that's fine. And his fine. wife, his new wife. And, uh, this is their honeymoon. Wait, this is oh, he told you show? this? What, no, How this is what happened. I'm, on, oh. I'm waiting to go on stage watching this happen. Uh, and this guy is throwing up. Any club in the world would throw them out. Yeah. But the New York Comedy Club 
staying true to its gritty nature uh, uh, brings him a fucking trash bag yeah yeah and yeah he just keeps throwing because up. he hadn't had his two drink minimum yet yeah <laughs> he keeps throwing up and right on cue with this woman's punchlines. so she's like <laughs> <laughs> so it's like and so my mom said <laughs> and i'm like six set i'm next six set, i'm next and then Dude, this was one of the first. I was, I was kind of a new comic at the time, and this is one of the times I, I went up and I was like, I got to use this to my advantage. And I went up and I just made fun of it as like, this is your honeymoon, like this is how nice it is. You're gonna put that garbage bag in your scrapbook. Like, remember that? Ah, oh, smell it. It smells just like our honeymoon. But yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that audience, man. They I'm, can. I'm, I'm experienced with vomit because I was a yeah. carny as a kid. I traveled. You with were the, really a carny. Traveled with the carnival, so I had to clean up, throw up every fucking day. Oh, and, shit. You know, remember the graviton? graviton? Oh yeah, yeah. So people would be upside down and shit and throw up, and it'd be like stand in front and roll around and go in someone else's face. Oh, and and my worst throw-up story, like, I was, like, probably 11 or 12. I love that you have more than one. Yeah, and, and, and this girl <laughs> came to my house, and we were, like, making out on the couch. I think I touched a pussy like I was a kid. And I was like, yeah, I like her. And I started liking her and thinking about her all the time. So she showed up at the carnival. Oh, I thought you said she was going to vomit. No, she showed up. Well, check <laughs> out this. Game. She came Anti-game. up to the carnival. And, the, you know, the ride, it just spins around. It goes up and down. It's like a regular-ass ride. It's not a big yeah. deal. It goes like this. And so I put her on it for free. I'm like, go oh, ahead, girl. You know, I'm like, I like you, you know. And so I spun her the fuck around. <laughs> and she's going up and down. And then it stops. And I'm like, ah. And I start spinning her around it again. And I stop. And she's like, yeah, you're an asshole. And she goes up all over herself on my shoes and shit. And I'm like cleaning the shit off. And I called. And she wouldn't take my calls no more. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Were you ever at the New York Comedy Club? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Oh my god! I remember on, on, in my hometown they would have this <coughs> carnival that would come through, and there's a lot of Jamaicans where I grew up. So this one guy, Lyndon Lindell, no, no, Lin, 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 Lin Linville, that was his name, Linville, Jamaican, and he had he had long. He had long braids because it was like the mid '80s, and but he had like the braided ones with the beads on the end, like the Stevie Wonder joints. <laughs> and he got on the gravitron, <laughs> and his hair just went splat stuck to the wall. <laughs> it like hit gravitron. me in the face. Like, oh, that's yeah, the gravitron. Yeah. Oh yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah. I didn't bother me the gravitron. I didn't get sick yeah, of that one. You just spin around. But they, they literally had like eleven year old kid putting the rides together. That was like it was the eighties. We were like, you know, I was putting the plugs in, hammering it. Like this shit could have fell apart any day. You know? Oh yeah. How do you well, travel as a carny uh, when you're eleven? How do you travel? Well, because my father was, you know, knew grimy people, and he's like, yeah, my son needs a job. So, so uh, his father was Art Carney. Yeah, I was started working at the carnival at nine years old. Really? Yeah, and, and I stopped working. Pre Wyclef. Pre Wyclef. Fourteen. I, I got a box. You know Jamil McCline, right? Mm-hmm. Fought for the title four times. Yeah, big time McCline. Yeah, he was about four years older than me in the neighborhood, and he was like a thug at the time. He was a heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is before he boxed. He, you know, he smoked cigarettes, had guns and shit. He was living in the Hope House, and uh, you know, Carnies. We we uh, should I tell Carnival stories? Is yeah, it go for it. A lot of fucking time. Yeah. Right? Nah, no, dude. Yeah, Listen, hey, hey, this this show doesn't have no fucking direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, wait, why am I telling all Carnival? Your manager's like, fuck this Carnival guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Get on something. We literally don't ever know what an episode's going to be about yeah. until it starts. We got Davey D. I'm like, I mean, Davey ain't saying shit, so carry on. Yeah. I mean, I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on. Was loaded up though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, get in there, Dave. Yeah, yeah. 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 but you. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. stop pouring so light. Our job
yeah. it's free. Uh, art to cheat the people. You know, even as a kid, they, if, if you lose a stuffed animal, they take the money out of you. Oh, so really? You make sure nobody wins. So this was like a fisherman rod, and, and it has a, a ball on it. You got to pick the bottle up like that. You know, I know that you know one. I mean? But the boards are like this. And then there's a piece of tape on the shit, so if you don't tell them that they're not supposed to be over the tape. So if they win, usually they're over the tape. And you go, oh, you didn't win. Your hand was over the tape, you know? And so I did that to Jamil McCline. He was about probably 17. I was about 13 or 12 or whatever. And he was with this white girl, like, yeah, yeah, you know? And um, he won. He did it. He would, like, fucking got the thing up. And I was like, oh, no, your hand was over the, over the thing. And he was like, bullshit. And I was like, I was like, yo, your hand was over the thing. You can't take it. He just took the shit. And I'm like, but I'm, they're going to make me pay for that. <laughs> like my voice was higher than anybody. I was like, yo, yo, you can't take that. You can't take that. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that guy was going to go on a fight for the title four, t- four times. And, uh, I mean, interesting enough, he never won the title. So. <laughs> yeah, but he got the fight for the title four times. Was it four times he got four times? Yeah, yeah, Chris Bird, Samuel, uh, what was the guy? Peter. Sam Peters, Klitschko, and, and um, he couldn't beat Chris Bird. Chris Bird was great. I love Chris. Yeah, but Chris, remember Chris Bird started as a fucking middle. Yeah, but I love Chris, man. Chris, Chris is the most overachiever. He was my favorite boxer of that era. Really, my favorite. Even I above Lennox. Your boy ducked him. Your boy Lennox ducked him. Lennox wouldn't duck him. Uh, your boy Lennox, Lennox ducked duck Chris Bird. Uh, I'm gonna call his ass and ask him if he ducked, he ducked him. Yeah. I remember when it was happening. Call him. Call, I'll tell him. The pressure to get people gifts that they'll actually need and use is greater than ever. But one thing everyone can definitely use is a better night's sleep. And Bolin Branch makes it possible to actually give the gift of rest. Bolin Branch never disappoints with the highest quality sheets, blankets, pillows, and throws. Plus, their holiday packaging makes your gift look and feel special. Husband and wife team Scott and Missy Tannen founded Bolin Branch to create a new standard in bedding by doing things the right way, not the easy way. Bolin Branch holds themselves to high standards across the board from sourcing pure organic cotton to putting workers' rights first. And it's not just their sheets that are made the right way. Their pillows, bath towels, and robes are too. Let me tell you something. Allie and I love our Bowling Branch signature sheets. The signature sheets are their bestseller, and I understand why. I'm a hot, sweaty sleeper, and these 100% organic cotton sheets are so light and breathable that I stay cool and comfortable. And more importantly, Allie stays comfortable. They also get softer and softer with every wash, which is honestly really impressive. Like a fine wine, they get better with time. So treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard in bedding from Bolin Branch. Their gifts come wrapped. Their gifts come... I'll start that whole fucking thing over. So treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard in bedding from Bolin Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in their special holiday packaging. Order by December 19th for guaranteed delivery by Christmas. Best deals of the year going on now with promo code Peters at BolinBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Promo code Peters. Exclusions may apply. Lennox Lewis duck Chris Bird. I'm telling you. Yo, Chris Bird beat Klitschko, beat Tua, beat Holyfield. you going to get that dude beat up now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Lennox is with the snake. He wasn't ducking him because out of fear of getting knocked out because Bird couldn't punch. But but Bird could box. Bird could make you look stupid like Jimmy Young. Jimmy Young in the 70s. Jimmy Young arguably beat Ali. Arguably beat fucking Kenny. What was it? Like he was. On that whole era. 
Who the f- oh he beat he literally beat George Foreman like you know but nobody talk about him was Jimmy Young or Jimmy Ellis Jimmy Young Jimmy Ellis Jim- lost all them guys he was great too but Jimmy Young was the slick guy that nobody wanted to box like Chris Bird mm. yeah Lennox yeah I didn't him. like Chris- I I hated watching Chris Bird I love fights. I can't see that though I, I love get him. so annoyed at his fights with this I just guy. know this how Lennox is but that's why he say you want to fight why he Lennox him. is gonna figure out how he can fight I don't know I guess Abuchi would have beat Lennox if they fought but I'd be Abuchi was a was a rapist yeah. <laughs> Speaking of rapists, but speaking uh, of rapists, Davy D's with us, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, Jelena. Speaking of rape, uh, ever done a scene like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not, uh, what made you decide, like, you know what? I'm all right. I'm retired. I ain't tripping no more. But fuck all this. They getting this bread. So you know, what made you decide to go ahead and do the only? Well, she still looks great. Nah, I ain't I mean, I'm just talking it. about from the business side, like because she she retired. You, so I retired, and yeah. then I I opened a fitness studio here in LA. All right, and it was doing really well. I actually was about to expand the two. Like in January, I started um, talking with my landlord, my commercial property, and like I was going to expand <laughs> to make it bigger. Thankfully, I didn't move forward with that because then COVID hit two oh. months later. Um, and because we had the strictest rules of being shut down, I ended up closing my business last year. So I lost money because it was a newer business. Is the goal to reopen a new one then? No, it, it actually took up a lot of my time because when you're the owner, you have to be there all the time. So um, yeah. I kind of lost my free time because I've been I worked for myself since college. So um, I lost that freedom. And then all my friends were telling me how much they were making on their OnlyFans. And I was like, this is the quickest way for me to make my uh, savings back that I yeah. spent on my bar, my studio. Right, right, so. right. She went from fitness to fitness money in her bank account. <laughs> <laughs> so I was yeah, going to go I'm another only, way with it, but I've I didn't want to be rude. i only been back for a few months, but I'm only shooting by myself right now. So. Oh, good. Solo. Yeah, just solo stuff. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't see any. On I'll, the, uh, I'll see you on there tonight. <laughs> yeah. How much are you a month? <laughs> Oh, I don't know what it's priced at right now. I'm running a special. It's oh, is it three dollar one? Probably something I'm low. Get on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to support my friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was at the carnival. It still be going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. That's not disrespect. I don't, that's your friend, Lennox. I was just saying. Yeah, I don't know. Talk like that. Boxing talk. It's like who's the better rapper? Yeah, 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 yeah. He wouldn't take it like that. And I'm not even sure. Yeah, put the mic towards your mouth. Yeah, I'm not even yeah. sure if Bird would beat him. I think he would have. I don't think Bird would have beat him. I think Bird would have got stopped. But that's a possibility. Lennox is a big. Big yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. big strong. And I'd be a Bucci stop bird, but but um, I'd be a Bucci was good. He never got to reach his potential, but I'd be a Bucci was I'd be a beatable too. He was he had some flaws. <laughs> he had some holes in his game. Well, well he, he was a big strong motherfucker though. And then they thought Sam Peter was going to be I'd be a Bucci next. Nah, but he Peter was never like that, you know. Yeah, no. But um, the what I'd be a Bucci where he, he uh, would give anybody problems. Was the guy? Look when he fought Tua, hmm. he, uh, Ibia Bucci f- threw fifteen hundred punches that fight, and he took everything Tua could throw. And right. Tua, Tua was the type of guy you don't like. When Lennox fought him, Tua made sure don't get hit by the fucking guy. Yeah, Ibia Bucci was getting hit by Tua and kept throwing and throwing. Yeah. So it's not, he, he's one of the guys that you're not going to knock out. Or hurt. Yeah, I, I say yeah. Um, Tua and Mercer were probably Lennox's hardest fights. Mercer beat Lewis, mm. but they, they didn't give him. I mean, I don't and then and then and, and then uh, with this that was a war. And then yeah, with this boom. Beat Mercer and they gave it to Mercer. <laughs> I remember when Fresno Kendo fought for the title. Let me see that part. And he clearly, he clearly um, beat 
who I forgot who was fighting, clearly who, won the who, fight who, and they ripped him off. They, was, they so, did that a lot to Quindo. Some I, people think he beat Bird too, you know? That it might, it might have been the Bird fight. Yeah, it yeah. was one of them. He fought for the title and he got ripped off. I was a screen on TV. Yeah, yeah. Friends of Quindo never got treated properly. Yeah, and he was a good fighter. He was a good fighter, yeah. What about you, Eric Schwartz? Who'd you? Beat? I don't fight. No. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Did you ever I'm get like, in a fight before? I, yeah, and that scared me. For, I don't even watch boxing anymore. That's how bad I got beat yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. Scotty Hatch. He's beat the shit out of me. Scotty Hatch. Scotty Hatch. I still remember his name. Oh yeah. hell yeah! I know his face. I know his address. <laughs> if you remember his name? You got the brakes beat. Yo, yeah. dude, check this out. I would get getting beat up every day after school, and um, to the point where I just I, my dad was like, "All right, we're gonna." We're gonna go. We're gonna address this. We're gonna go over to Scotty Hatch's house, <laughs> and we're gonna talk to his his parents. Now, keep in mind that my dad looks exactly like me, but with a sweet ass pimp ass comb over. Okay, oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So it's like big guy, little guy of the same person going over this guy's house, and the same thing with Scotty Hatch and his dad. Scotty Hatch's dad is the big version. Of this fucking bully. He's just as much of an asshole. Yeah, he, and he opens the door. He goes, hey, what's up? Can I help you? And he go, and my dad goes, yeah, your son has been beating up my son, Eric. <laughs> and this guy did not give a shit. He turns around and he goes, hey, Scotty, you been touching this kid? He goes, no. And he goes, looks like he hasn't touched him. <laughs> Staring down my dad. Like, <laughs> like the fuck you going to do about it? Yeah. Wow. And what we ultimately had to do, we, uh, we moved. Yeah. No, that's a true story? I swear to God. <laughs> that's not a true story. I swear. That's... Did that move you to protect you from a kid in the neighborhood? I don't well, know if that was that, the reason. That moved to protect himself from the father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now he knew he thought I was making oh, it up. Scene in Friday's oh, where, where, uh, uh, you must be high and shit. You talking to the motherfucker today. Yeah, he just passed me some of that. Too, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, and then his pops out. came and got him, and he didn't want to squab, and then he left. And yeah. Saying, Your pops really left? Yeah. Dude, we're Jews. <laughs> uh, we're yeah. Jews with glasses. Well, yeah. they, 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 Israel, <laughs> Palestine, had never left. So yeah, that's true. We're not no, Israelis. We're yeah. There's a difference between Jews and Israelis. We're like Southern California Reformed Jews. Yeah. Are you Jewish too? Uh, we really? can get married. Let's do it. Already married. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles. A podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. Woo! 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm just getting started when it comes to sports betting, and it can be a little overwhelming. It was hard to know where to start. So if you need a little help, I can't recommend BetQL Daily enough. BetQL Daily, sponsored by FanDuel, is the must-listen-to show for sports bettors and sports fans alike. You can understand where the market is moving, which smart bets are out there, and have some fun listening while you're at it. If you like the episodes of this show that get deep into boxing and, and other sports, you'll love listening to BetQL Daily. Host Joe Ostrowski... Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth serve up Wagertainment, the sports talk you love with the betting insights you need each weekday. I love it because I don't always have time to watch the boxing matches or MMA fights that I love. Sometimes I have shows at the exact same time. Matter of fact, most of the times lately. And even if I start watching them in the green room, I don't always have a chance to finish them before I get on stage. But listening to BetQL Daily keeps me updated on where the market is moving across the week's biggest sporting events. And they'll even recap some of the biggest moments in sports just in case I missed them. If you're not sure where to start with sports betting, start with BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel. Listen weekdays 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. The closest thing when I was a kid with bully shit, and it wasn't bully shit, but my father always, he had me shooting 22s in the garage. I was a little kid. He taught me how to box, taught me how to fight, all of that shit. So I was a fighter in school. I put kids in headlocks, whatever. Somebody fuck with me. The older kids, I beat up the older kids. Yeah. But then my father, he was in Vietnam. He went a little crazy and he became a preacher, man. And he became Prince Omar, the black angel. And he started going to door to door, selling Bibles. Like, Jesus. His name is Prince Omar? Yeah, that's what, yeah, yep, that's what the neighborhood called him. And he's like the is black angel. Yeah, yeah. So but he's white, He's right? black? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he's white. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> his his uh, uh, father was Scottish, yeah. So, so Prince Omar, the black angel, is walking in the neighborhood, selling Bibles, all this shit. And he said, son, 
the, the man with courage keeps his hands in his pockets and walks away, you know? So he's teaching me not to fight now. My whole life he told me to fight, right? So this is like third, fourth grade. And like, <laughs> so kids was in a park talking shit. And I was like, the man with courage, you know? And I walked away and I said, he's a pussy. I'm like, no, I'm the brave one. My father told me. So for like fucking two months, I'm like walking away from fights. Like my dad told me courage, you know? Yeah. And then I told I said, dad, he called me name. And he said, oh, you can fight. Like, oh, yeah. So then I started mm -hmm. fighting again and, and, it, and it, got, it got past it, you know? But, but oh, you know, you know what? No. One time, bully, I got beat up by the older kids. Yeah. Like three kids jumped me and I got beat up. And and it was like 14 already. I was like 10, 11. And, and they had mustaches and shit. At 14? Yeah, yeah, like little, little baby, old you know, ass kids you got here. No, they hit not like grow, like you know, fourteen year old kids. Yeah, that first puberty, mustache. They got that little bullshit. Mustache. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I remember I pulled up. My dad drove the Trans Am. He, he was the neighborhood star, you know, Vietnam veteran, crazy guy. Everyone was scared of him. Side note: yeah. Which yeah. Trans Am was it? The the, the smoky, the good one, oh, the six point six one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That was a dope one. But uh, yeah. yeah, so he pulls up uh, uh, the next day on the bus, and uh, he gets on the bus. My father got on the bus and he said, hey, I forgot to get Eric or this guy, that guy. He said, he said yo, um, I know who your father is. I know who your father is. You beat up my son. I'm going to beat up your daddy. I'll be, I know who your <laughs> oh, father shit. lives. And they, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah the dad. my dad did they have your kids did the kids in your neighborhood say my dad could beat up your dad and that no was they like, knew no they knew they couldn't fuck with my in dad. utah yeah. they say my dad could yeah. beat up your dad yeah i was like yeah you're right my dad <laughs> my dad sells ladies clothing out of a truck <laughs> it's well, your, your boy oh sorry, sorry. No, no i was gonna say he had a store on wheels and he went around and <laughs> so on the, on, he was like, like the food truck of clothes yeah <laughs> he, he was ahead of his time schmata salesman they call that yeah yeah, yeah. he did sell the schmata <laughs> I was bullied a lot growing up until uh, yeah. I was 15. Then I started boxing and never got bullied again. And then you became bad. Like, Lennox Lewis and everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but I see Lennox and I, like I knew Lennox when I was, because I would see him at tournaments in Canada, yeah. at boxing tournaments. I always saw him. I would always be like, what's up? But we didn't really know each other then. Yeah. And then as we got older and we started doing things, like we traveled in the same circles and we became, we've been friends for a long time now. But yeah. um, but you I was getting- spar? You spar with them? Not with Lennox. I was oh. 147, dog. Oh. I'm not fucking sparring with a heavyweight. I, I sparred with a heavyweight one time. Who's the most, uh, the best fighter you ever sparred with? Uh, there was a guy that I grew up with named Willie who... Um, oh, you never sparred with a pro? No. Oh, I thought you No, well, my, my coaches were like pro fighters and that, like DeWitt yeah. Fraser and Rick Suse and them, but yeah. they they weren't trying to spar with me. I wasn't good enough to spar with a fucking yeah. pro. I'm, I'm out of shape. I was with, you know, Ice Scully, John Scully, you know, yeah, he's yeah. a professional fighter. Yeah, he trained John Chad Scully. Dawson with the Hopkins fight. And I was in his town in Connecticut. He's like, yeah, hey, get in the ring for three rounds. <laughs> I was like, you know, he's 40, 50, 49, 50 years old, but like, you know, I'm tall and, and, and he, he, Kept it easy on me. I was like drawing like little jabs, and he threw like little thing, and I felt my nose go like, and I was like, oh shit! If you really want to fucking break my nose in one second, yeah, those professional fighters, yeah. I can't do that. Well, when I started, I started training out here for a little bit in LA, and uh, I would train with Ricky Kiles, Ricky Showtime Kiles. He he he, uh, he beat Edner Cherry for the title. Oh wow! At one point, and uh, but Ricky was slick so you too. Did spar with a professional, I, yeah, 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 but I mean like in the eighties, I didn't. In the 2000s, yeah, it's been ever, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, as I got older, yeah, I got in the ring with some professionals. Oh, it's, yeah. it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, they see everything you're about to throw, and I'm like, God damn, am I projecting that fucking hard? And stamina, like you'd be like, oh fuck, I'm out of <laughs> yeah, he'd be laughing. Yeah. But I would get him like every now and then with like a hook off the jab or something, like pop yeah. pop. And I remember one time he uh, 
he hit he did something i did so he did something and i was like ah okay 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 my bad right he did the the you know the touch gloves yeah, yeah, yeah. after and then he went to do it again and then he hit me Oh, and he goes, you never touch gloves twice. You know, he's saying sorry twice. You say sorry once. You don't say fucking sorry oh, twice. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, my bad. And then, all right, and, then, and then I did the second one. He went, pop. And I was like, motherfucker. He goes, never say sorry twice. You only say sorry once. <laughs> I always wanted to try boxing. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, the training. <laughs> you left the fucking neighborhood. <laughs> no, the training. Don't box in a move. He's like, oh, <laughs> the thing that kept me back is is um, the thing that kept me you back. You know, from stick and move is, doesn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, stick, stick and move. move. Yeah, get your shit moved stick out of town. Not a real estate thing. Uh, no, the thing that kept me back from it is getting hit. Like, I want to do the training part of it, but like, can you do that? Like, I want to. Okay, I, I got advice you? for you. Yeah, you, you know, you know what you do? Fencing. Offensive. No, that's not, perfect. That's yeah, comedy. that's not even comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I hate getting hit in the head, getting a headache, a fat lip, or fucking. I hate sparring now. You know, it's like when I was a kid, I, I used to box in my neighborhood. You know, but but uh, um, uh, you're from I, Long Island, right? Yeah. When when uh, Buddy McGird, all of the uh, oh yeah, I tra- Buddy's yeah, trained me. A couple uh, no, times. I didn't train with Buddy. I'm no, I've trained with Buddy a few times. Yeah. Buddy lives out here. Yeah, he lives. Uh, I should have invited his ass over. Blue yeah. Moon. I never trained with Buddy. I didn't He's a great guy. Then. But the, the, um, but what I was saying is when I went to England. Uh, it's just like fucking boxing. You, the, you know, it's like the, the yeah. sports, the jab, and mm-hmm. and all they're doing is like poking you. It's not like you're not getting a headache afterwards. With all your I bodies, jujitsu would be good for you too. I've been yeah. training jujitsu for six years. But now. you also get they throw uh, you on the floor, though, right? You know, you start on the floor. Oh, okay. You, you start on the floor. You get yeah. You 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 and listen, jujitsu. Snap your arm. No, see, jujitsu is easier because you're not going to get to that place. Um, right away where they start fucking you up they're going to teach you how <laughs> yeah. to get fucked up first and <laughs> okay okay they're going to show you this is what you can it. do but this is what they can do and then eventually once you start getting more comfortable with knowing these little pieces of the puzzle yeah. you'll start rolling with guys and you'll know like you'll trust the guys that you're fighting with okay and you, just like if, on the street no no oh, okay um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm a pretty fantastic gift giver. I put a lot of thought into presents every holiday season, and this year is no different. I wanted to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and or your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter the most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or, if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? Or, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? You can even ask more embarrassing questions than that. It's really up to you. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. It's also just a beautiful way to honor their stories and memories. I'm pretty sure my mom will end each of her stories by saying, he died, you know, just like she did when she was on the show. But seriously, this is the kind of gift you give but also get to keep yourself. So it's a bit of a twofer. Anyway, reading the weekly stories helps connect you with loved ones, no matter how near or far apart you are. And with my mom and my brother living in Canada, 
StoryWorth is sure to make me and my kids feel like we're closer to them. With StoryWorth, I'm giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to StoryWorth.com slash Peters and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash Peters to save $10 on your first purchase. So if they get your arm, uh, you're going to tap, and then they're okay. going to stop. Okay. Yeah, but I let them get my arm till they're, till they're trying to pop it, and then I tap, because I want to make sure you got it. I want to make sure I can't get the fuck out of that. If I can't get out, then I'm tapping. That would if I get- can feel like I roll out of it or slip, slide my arm out, I'm not going to tap. I can't just puss out like that. Yo, we got to... Um- Get some of those guys to train them, and then we'll call that kid from his childhood and we'll yeah. trill over. Yeah, let's call him out. Childhood I need closure. Down. You know what? Yo, honestly, <laughs> that's a show. That's a show. We yeah. just thought of it, man. Oh, oh there was that show. That is a there. show. Get the that's nerd with the bully. Yeah. And train the nerd. Which one am I? Which one am I? You're definitely the bully. Childhood okay. bully. <laughs> I am yeah. the bully because I'm calling his ass out. And saying, you face me one what more time. Again? Scotty Hatch. Scotty Hatch. I don't know if he still goes by Scotty. It's probably Scott by now. <laughs> Who, who's the jiu-jitsu master that you're always in pitches with? Oh, that's John Jack Machado. He's one of the best. John ever Jack do it. Machado. We're going to get you in. Teach, he's going to teach you how I'm to in. beat up. Uh, what's the guy's name again? Scotty, Scotty Hatch. Hatch. <laughs> what was his dad's name? Scotty Sr.? I probably. Is your dad Eric Sr.? Yo, no. we're going to get your dad. My dad, my dad has a gangster ass name. What's your, your dad's, dad's name? fight him. Yeah. Fight the guy's dad. Oh, my God. He just had back surgery. Perfect. <laughs> uh, his, my dad's name is Lester. Lester Schwartz. Well. Lester Schwartz. And his clothing business was called Get More From Less. <laughs> Are you an only child? No, there's three. I'm the middle. Yeah. How did you learn Spanish? Oh, because my stepdad. So oh. my stepdad's Mexican. He's right. cool as hell. Like, that's the only but reason I got any people, coolness. Right? What's that? He would fight people. Oh my, yeah. Mexicans don't back down to nobody. Oh, dude, he's yeah. yeah your mother yeah. was like, "I'm gonna get someone to fight this time." Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why he's your stepdad, dude? I can never imagine my my parents together. They're so different. Like once, like dad is so silly and corny, and then and lovable, and then my mom is like super hip, and then my stepdad is his jazz musician. Really, Latin Mexican jazz? jazz musician. You mean jazz? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So your mom went from less to mas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jaime, Jaime Valle. That's his name. Jaime. Jaime Valle. And he fucking, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, really? We're both a quarter step Mexican. Wait, so you, she went from a Jaime to a Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish slur. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs> no hanging fruit, guys. It's all in fun. It. It's all in fun. <laughs> but you're, you're okay. That's what I say. I'm a quarter step Mexican. Yeah. Well, so my ha- we're both I have, butter- I have half brother and half sister from my dad and my stepmom, and so okay. yeah. But it's funny because I'm more tan than they are. So I have a catchphrase that I say for qu- I'm quarter step Mexican Jew, and I got to get you a T-shirt. It says Shalom Cabron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Perfect. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta get one for Eddie. We got one for Eddie too. Are you too? <laughs> no, that's Jerry. Oh, yeah. oh, Eddie's Jerry. my assistant. He's not here. He's in oh. fucking Mexico right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> fucking Eddie. <laughs> Celebrating Hanukkah. Yeah. Right? With a J. With a J. <laughs> <laughs> He's celebrating Hanukkah. Hanukkah. I want to come home, but I can't. 
Quanica. Why didn't I think of that? It's yours. Take it. Okay. You heard Quantica. me here say live. It's Eric Schwartz's thought. I okay. just shot it to my head and I spit it back to him. Collab. Collab with Russell Peters. Yeah. Sucks you got. Did you ever celebrate Hanukkah? Oh, boy, does he? Not lately. <clears throat> Not lately? No, not oh, good really. you, Dave. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I need another like two minutes before you know I'm completely loaded. Like you know, oh, okay. she's buffering still. You know, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> just fucking. Yeah, I ain't getting no sleep. Here. I ain't getting no sleep at all. Oh, okay. It's like um, I'm almost there. This guy woke me up. I'm like, he invited me over. Like, you ain't gonna wake me up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so this is how I'm my starting sleep. my day. But you know, I'll get there. It's night. Yeah. Do you know who's singing on Orange Crush? Uh, no. Allison Williams. Allison Williams, yeah. Really? Yeah. Allison Williams sang on most, you know, most of the Curtis productions or our productions, yeah. Which one? Which songs? Fat Boys. She uh, did the Fat Boys on yeah, that. Yes, yeah. Fat Boys. Is that Allison Williams? Yeah, she's singing. Oh, said, that's her going, I'm in love with a fat boy. Yeah. That one? Oh, Yo, my I'm, God. My mind's fucking blown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well if, if, if me and Kurt did it, it was Allison for sure. Really? Basketball? Yeah. No. You gotta believe. Is it basketball? Huh? Uh, playing basketball. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. Allison, yeah. I know. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Allison actually uh, was the, singing. Uh, the the lady who wrote Action, I, I can't think of her name, but uh, Allison came and sang it over. Def Jam didn't yeah. know how to promote her when she did. Yeah, she could album. sing, man. Yeah, they were trying. So, you know, I'm like, here's, I'm notoriously bad with lyrics. Like, I can't quote songs. I could start and sound like I know what I'm going to do. And then I just hear what I fucking think I hear. Like, because I'm a DJ, so I'm listening for the beat. I'm not listening for the words. I don't give a fuck about the words. I'm listening. I got to cut and mix right there. You know what I mean? So, the chorus in the rain is, I saw you and him walking in the rain. Well, you know it. Hell right. yeah. Oh, it's a DJ. Eric's a music guy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. My father, man. So <laughs> I thought that they were trying to be like subtle, and I legit thought the lyrics were I saw you <clears throat> walking in the <laughs> I really thought that's what the lyrics were. <laughs> like they that were fucking. More sense. You like it was George Burns. That, you? <laughs> you had nothing to do with that. Right? No, the rain. No, that's no. one of the greatest songs ever made, man. Pull out my Jamie and go Rambo on cold smoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fifty-seven hundred dollar Lynx mink coat with his Lynx coat. Yeah, it was Lynx. Lynx. They need to remake that song yeah, in the Me Too era. You know. Where? Yeah. Alley code winner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hush puppy. Hush puppy. Yeah, he killed it. What you working on now, dude? Uh, waking up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm working on a project with Terminator X called Expendables. Wow. It talks about, uh, you know, DJs is no longer with their crews, which is like, you know, most of the time, but um, yeah, this this just features some um, DJs that you know just went out on their own pretty much. Because wow. I, I started with Curtis Blow, yep, and um, I produced uh, no Spoonie G. Yeah, no, yeah, Spoonie like G. You did what song G. you did for Spoonie G? Um, Street Girl and the Big Beat. Wow, that was a huge song. Wow, yeah, um, Big Beat. 
Yeah. Uh, you think about you ever do anything with Jimmy Spicer? The, oh, oh, yeah. That, the big B. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, yeah. Did, did, um, Spire, yeah. Jimmy Spicer did Bubble Bunch and did Dollar Bill. Of course. Yeah. What? Oh, you did those? Yeah. The Wait, Bubble Bunch. Yeah. Did the I did um, Games the People bunch. Play for Sweet, sweet Oh, games. I love Games People. Games People. Games people. I did, I did um, In Jail for the Fat Boys. Oh, my God. I was in the jail. hugest Fat Boys. That's my first yeah. concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you my, took Scotty Hatch with him. Yeah, <laughs> my parents, I, my parents came with me, and uh, it was at Irvine Amphitheater, which is now, I guess, I don't know. Russell's probably played it, but um, it's like the Verizon. Verizon, yeah. yeah. And this is the openers was uh, Ice T, um, Dana Dane, and the first time I had ever heard of them, Salt and Peppa. Wow. wow, yeah, that's crazy. That was but, well, like 87, 88? It was the original uh, Salt and How old are you now? No, 46. I mean, the, the, right. Original Spinderella or was it? Yeah, it was Spinderella. No, yeah. Was it the original Spinderella or the... The the, the one with the green eyes. Is there another uh, one? Yeah, yeah, there, there was, was the one fine Spinderella. Well, all all, all um, DJs is going to be Spinderella for Salt and Pepper. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was one oh. original that was on the first album cover. The, she was hot as shit. And then there was this, the, the, the one that would Spinderella the rest of the career. Yeah. I think it was yeah. I think it was the... Green Eyed Spinderella was the Spinderella. That, yeah. that was the one on the album. I remember looking at the album going, she's so pretty. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember going, why does Peppa have a mustache? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listen, you had the fucking record. Go look at the record. I'm not making it back. <laughs> and you look at Peppa now, and she's fine as shit. I mean, there's a lot of things that these it, surgeons can do. I used to see her, it was Peppa. It I used wasn't to see Peppa at the hair. tunnel when she was dating Trench. Oh, that man. was like the celebrity. Before they got married, yeah, they got married. Didn't yeah. they? They were married, married for a minute. Those records are so legendary. Yeah, baby, All yeah. the records you named are like some of the most legendary records ever. So I just want to give you your flowers. Yes. I respect you, yeah. brother. You, you know, like, he did beats to the rhyme. What? Yeah, and, you and you did one house. You did that yeah. beat. Yep, yeah. Yep. yep. Pause. Oh. I did pause with him. Pause oh yeah, I got that. And actually, they came and got me in the in the fourth quarter down about ten. You know. So you know, I lost in overtime with them, these guys, yeah. man. You know, because they they didn't make a record for like fourteen, like. Five or six years, you know, and then you gave so, them Runs House and Beast yeah. of the Rhyme and Pause. Yeah. I didn't know those didn't were the three biggest pause. records on that album. Yeah. No, pa- wasn't yeah, Pause so on it? Pause was later. Pause was on, the the cool. album. Oh, pause yeah. on the next album. That's yeah. when that's when JMS J rap better than Run DMC on that song. Oh yeah, yeah. there you pause go. The court, put, yeah, because yeah. he, yeah, he's more connected to the street, or yeah. you know, just what was going on. Yeah, you did something with the Afros too, right? Yeah, Afros was actually my original DJ crew, you know, from the eighties. Wow. Uh, Harry Kane was MC and, and Cool T, so um, yeah, we went on. I went on to produce them to call them Afros. Wow! Mm-hmm. I mean, they had wow. that Afros. Yeah. That was o- also also um, a group secret weapon. No, must be the music. Oh, must be the music. Oh, that's yeah. you did that song. I, yeah, I, I, no, I played. I played with them, but then um, they broke up and got back together. And it was called Output, and I, I produced them as well. Which, wow. But because they didn't have, they didn't own their name, so. You had to change it, but I had the original members, Jerome Pista and uh, Ricky Page was the drummer. Hey, must be the music. I still put on my mixtapes. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. flashing lights, moving to the. Beach. That's the best thing about Russell, man. More than his jokes, it's his love for the, you know, the pie. Oh yeah, this guy, the, yeah, he's music and the history yeah. and yeah. But it's not about me, kids. It's about you. Um, well, when you was with Nori and um, about the music, uh, when you was with Grandmaster Kaz and Nori on Drink Champs. I almost got angry for a second because Nori was like, oh, I thought you was just copying what Kaz said. I'm glad you got your own opinion. I'm like, oh, he has no idea how much yeah. this fucking guy knows. Like, he knows too yeah. much. 
He knows a Who lot of shit. Who said that? He was making a joke. <laughs> you know, Nori's having fun with him. Yeah, Nori's, Nori's my dude, so. Yeah, yeah okay. He was right. fucking with me. Yeah, he was playing. It was, but Russell, why did, so, for me, I uh, listening to Fat Boys and the Afro and, like, Digital Underground, to me, that was humor and characters in right. hip-hop. So it's Flavor Flav. It's the same and thing. Flavor Flav. Mm-hmm. Flavor did, Flav, greatest hype man of all time. Oh, also, did, Flav's an incredible musician, isn't he? Yeah, Flavor Flav's. What does he play? Yeah, he plays, he plays pianos, everything, doesn't pianos, he? Pianos, drums. That's what I made the mistake when I said, oh, you was playing a drum. Uh, yeah, because uh, like I said, I met Davey briefly behind uh, backstage at a public enemy at the Brooklyn Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I said uh, drums, but no, no, he, he was playing bass. But uh, Flav that night got on the drums. Right, yeah, the drums he did. Crazy. That's, and, uh, that's, that's how I got started with them. Um, I would come to the gig and he's like, yo, you know, Dave, let Davey play, whatever. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Great but, story. Yeah. But Thank did, did that... Was nice and short, wasn't it? It was a little too short, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two minutes. It's been two minutes. And you got to deliver. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the exclamation on it. <laughs> that's the day I know. Yeah, See, now yeah, going. I told you. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm curious. How did hip-hop uh, like influence you to get into comedy? Well, I see hip hop gave me an identity, so I didn't have a <clears throat> I don't know who I was going to be, right? I was like a uh I didn't have an identity. I'm a first generation Indian kid. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like direction for me yet. <laughs> and there's only black or white. You either go black or you go white. Yeah. I wasn't going to be Indian. Like I mean, I was already Indian, but what am I going to do? Walk around, "Hey, buddy, you know, just, <laughs> you guys heard this?" <laughs> 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 It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> They're watching rap videos. You're watching Bollywood. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like that in my house. No. So my parents were big music people. Like, they loved music. So there was always music playing in my house. Like, Glenn Miller and uh, fucking Jim uh, Reeves, Patsy Cline, the Platters, say, like brothers. The snake, the snake charm was Yeah, that was when they were going to get busy. My mom would pull out the flute. <laughs> Daddy. Like, Mommy, watching a movie? No, no, go away. Lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you don't need Viagra in the house. To <laughs> snake check. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was the basis of your your movie with the penis uh, chasing yeah. the. Uh, it was a metaphor. It was a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. It was a metaphor. That movie was about it, what it was. It was my fate. One of my favorite directors of all time as a child, and I was trying to take him out of uh, uh, retirement. So. Mm. We made something weird, you know. <laughs> you guys, I hate to say that I gotta go. I don't want to go. I'm like, it's all good. Yeah. Schwartz, we, we, uh, yeah. we knew you. Had to go. I know, I know, I know. You're so rugged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, Eric. We have a guest for you, Scotty. Come on out. Um, See, but a comedian <laughs> don't gotta say they're kidding. If the joke works, it works. You don't gotta. Say yeah, you're right. That's yeah, my father used so to tell rugged. me. He's because I used to be like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And my dad, like, son, you're not funny. Because if you're funny, you don't gotta always say you're kidding. Motherfuckers are knowing you're telling jokes. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not funny, you know. So. <laughs> it's just because I respect you, man. Thank you. Thank yeah. You, thank you. Oh, oh, you can we do this? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can, can my elbow <laughs> hopefully per- permission yeah. to? He like pushed that. my elbow into a titty or something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, they do get in the way. Yes. Yes. Hey, can I take that seat? No. Scotty Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Scotty Hatch is like Michael Myers to that motherfucker. Mike E. Schwartz, thanks for dropping in, kid. Scotty Hatch. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Well, right. nice to meet you. Yo, nice to meet you, man. Twice. 
Yeah. <laughs> one for R, one for A. Bye. Yeah. Uh, nice to meet you guys. Are you going for a third trifecta there? <laughs> Eric Schwartz, ladies and gentlemen. Eric yeah, Schwartz is with us today. Hey, producer, press the sound effects. <laughs> yeah, let him know, son. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You know, he looks like uh, all the uh, 2000. Five Scribble Jam battle rappers. <laughs> he can shred. He looked like all the Scribble Jam rappers. He that can came freestyle. Out. That's the funny thing. Yeah, he looked like that. He looked like the ones that came out after Eight Mile happened and yeah, they yeah. all came out the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> Go look at his Instagram and you'll see like no. he posts like all these funny videos. <clears throat> he did a show in Mexico. Now, what did he do? You ever see that one skit he did on uh, on his Instagram? He showed up at a Mexican restaurant and he, him and his dad, and he looks. They look like that, right? <laughs> And then, the, and then the mariachi band came to the table because you know you call the mariachi band to the table. They came, and then he starts singing along with them, and they were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like he knew the song, he knew all the words. It was pretty dope. Pretty dope. I mean, you look like that. You don't look like a guy that's gonna be fucking singing mariachi. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you like the podcast, please be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so more people can find out about it. And if you didn't like it, go fuck yourself. And follow us on Instagram at Culturally Cancelled and Culturally RP on Twitter. We're also on YouTube if you want to see what the backyard kind of looks like. You don't really see what the backyard looks like. You just see where my smoking section looks like. And you could probably sneak a peek in the house, you weirdo. Also, we have a phone line now, so call and leave a message. You can ask me about whatever you want to ask me about. Hip-hop, parenting, food, boxing, MMA, relationships, comedy, sex. I don't give a shit. Ask me whatever you want, and I'll do my best to answer your question. If you want to leave a message, the phone number is 424-666-1983. That's 424-666-1983. Until next week, I'm Russell Peters. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. Every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.